Hello, everyone, and welcome to On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph. On Point, keeping you focused in the right direction. I'm blessed to be your facilitator, Vincent T. Edwards, Mr. Speaker. And please visit the bishop's website at robertgrudolph.org. You can listen to previous episodes of the podcast, stay informed of what the bishop has going on, and also it's just a place to stay informed today. The topic of discussion here on On Point is do you call yourself a Christian? Oh, that's going to be deep. Because everybody, I, I hear everybody talking about I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. But do you call yourself a Christian? Are you really a Christian? That's going to be a topic. Bishop, it is so good, so wonderful to be here just to hear you teach again. My brother, how you doing on this terrific Tuesday day of recording? Brother, I am doing fine. All is well. And uh, I'm just glad that we're able to get back on today and to do some preaching and teaching. We did a little bit of preaching last week. Uh, so I'm going to try to I'm going to try to keep it and do a little teaching uh, this week. Uh, but uh, <laughs> we've, we've had a wonderful time. Yes, sir. I'm going to have to give you some preacher chords so I can put them in my, bo- <laughs> in my box. So when you get up, I can just hit a chord. <laughs> <laughs> help, me take, out, help me out help me out take us there i could get give you a little help well with, with that being said bishop i want you to open us up with a prayer because you know people often use that term christian but my thing mm-hmm. is if you call yourself one what does a christian really look like bishop open us up with prayer and give us our scriptures today please yes sir well Father, we thank you again for this day and thank you for the opportunity that you have given to us to minister to your people via this means, a means that we've never had before. But God, due to technology and technological advances, you have allowed us this opportunity. Now, God, I ask that you would just take the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart. Let it be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Let someone be touched through your word on today. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Well, do you call yourself a Christian? That's something that I want to ask all of our listeners. Do you call yourself a Christian? Now that word Christian can be broken down like this, that the word Christian can be used when you are talking about somebody becoming Christ like. So if you say that you're a Christian, you need to be Christ-like in all of your ways. So with that being said, I want you to understand uh, that there's a great deal of controversy over when people say that they are Christians or when people say that they are saved or dedicated to the Lord. And that means different things to different people. And you can argue with the teaching of a denomination. You can argue with the teaching of a man or a woman, but there is one thing you cannot argue with, and that is the Bible. And so today we are going to the Bible, and we're going to tell you what exactly it means to be a Christian. If you call yourself a Christian, are you following these characteristics? Well, first and foremost, I want to turn you to the gospel according to St. John. If you look at St. John and you go, I believe it's the third chapter of the book of St. John, and I'm going to paraphrase this. The Bible tells us that there was a man by the name of Nicodemus, 
And Nicodemus was a ruler of the Jews. He was one of the three richest men in Jerusalem. And he was very active in checking out Jesus because the Bible says, and history even records, that Nicodemus was a member of the Sanhedrin court. He was a ruler of the Jews. He was one of the three richest men in Jerusalem. But uh, Nicodemus had a fascination with Jesus. The Bible specifically records an instance where Nicodemus came to Jesus by night. I believe that's John, the third chapter. Nicodemus came to Jesus by night and he said, you must be the son of God because no man can do these miracles that thou doest except he be sent from God. I like Jesus's attitude. Jesus was calm, cool, and collected. And he said, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee, ye must be born again. And Nicodemus really thought he was doing something because he came to Jesus by night. He didn't want to create any controversy. He didn't want to create any, any problems. Remember now, he was a member of the Sanhedrin court, so he didn't want any issues with him going to see Jesus. And so when Jesus said this, it flipped him, it threw him. What is this man talking about? How can I be born again? Do, do I go back into my mother's womb to be born again? How do I do this? How do I make this happen again? And Jesus was saying, you're not being born of the flesh, but you're being born of the spirit. So the first point I want to make when I say you call yourself being a Christian or do you really are you really a Christian? The first thing I want to tell you is that you cannot be a Christian if you don't have a born again experience. Please, if you if you have a sheet of paper, if you have a pen, I need you to write that down. You have to have a birthing experience, a spiritual rebirth. Now, I want to tell you that just like Nicodemus, there are a lot of people who have a misconception of what it means to be born again. They think that if you go to church, you're automatically born again. They think mm. if you sing in the choir, if you do something fantastic for the church, you're automatically born again. There are some people that would even suggest, well, I got made because my parents prayed for me. My grandparents prayed for me. So I don't have to go out there and do everything that they did. Just as long as I'm a good Christian, I'm all right. Well, Jesus did not say that. He said that works will not get you into heaven. He said that time and time again. And so what he was telling Nicodemus is, brother, you have a misconception of what it means to be born again. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. So in other words, you cannot be born again unless you have had a spiritual encounter with Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us that we have all sinned. We've all come short of the glory of God. So because of that, we have to get our minds and our hearts and our spirits right. So we have to get on our knees. We have to confess our sins. The Bible tells us that if you would just confess your sins with your mouth, if you confess uh, your sins, and if you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you shall be saved. And that's what I did a long time ago, Mr. Speaker. I gave my life to the Lord. Have I made mistakes um, since that time? Of course. Um, am I in a position that I want to be in now spiritually? I would love to go up stronger spiritually, more spiritually every day. 
But I made the conscious effort to ask God to forgive me of my sins. God, I've done wrong. I need you to forgive me of everything that I have done, and I need you to help me. So first and foremost, you need to have a conversion, not something uh, that's going to get you by, but you need to have a conversion. I acknowledge my sin. I have asked God to forgive me of my sin, and now he has saved me, so I am going to live the life that I need to live. So first and foremost, if you're a Christian, if you say you're a Christian, Mr. Speaker, you have to have a rebirth experience. It definitely needs to be a new birth experience, Mr. So Speaker. So that being said, everybody that's going around saying that I'm a Christian because it's convenient, saying I'm a Christian because that's the right thing to do, bottom line, if you're not saved, you're not a Christian. If you're not saved, if you haven't given your life to God, if you have not asked God to forgive you of your sins and you are living the life that he wants you to live, then no, you, you are not a Christian. That's what Jesus says. Jesus even says there needs to be a rebirth experience. So that's first and foremost. You have to have a new birth. You have to have a rebirth. Now, the second thing is this. Let's check out your behavior. Now, there are a lot of people who have said, well, I gave my life to the Lord as a young child, and uh, I, had a, uh, I came and accepted him as my savior. But since that time, your behavior has not changed. You have the same behavior that you had before. And again, I'm going to quote the scripture, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So your behavior needs to be different. Let's look at Philippians, the first chapter and the 27th verse. Philippians, the first chapter and the 27th verse. And this goes back just a little bit to we were talking about uh, watch your mouth the other week. Well, this goes back to a little bit of that. If you look at Philippians 1 and 27, this is what it says. Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ, that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that ye stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Let your conversation be of such that becometh the gospel of Christ. Well, Mr. Speaker, there are a lot of people that I know their conversation is not becoming of Christ. Because, you know, when you tell uh, certain jokes that are off color, when you tell certain jokes uh, that are known as dirty jokes, uh, that's not, that, that conversation is not of Christ. Uh, when you gossip, that's not conversation as of Christ. When you backbite, when you talk about somebody behind their backs, that's not a conversation that is of the gospel and of Christ. So Paul was saying that if your conversation, it needs to become of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So whatever your conversation is, you need to make sure that it is something that God would be pleased with. So your behavior has to come out. Your behavior has to be what God is pleased with each and every day. And when you say behavior, and I know you talked about conversation and speech, but isn't this also about lifestyle and not just what I say, but what I do as well? Absolutely. Don't be hypocritical. Don't say one thing and do something totally different. Don't say you're a Christian 
and then you do something against what uh, Christ would want you to do. Am I making myself plain uh, on today, Mr. Speaker? Oh, yeah. That, uh, your that, behavior. That's your behavior. That's as we used to say. We used to ask questions. Are you clear? And people say crystal. So that was crystal clear. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to be sure. Because people say, well, I, 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 don't, I don't say a lot of bad things. A lot of bad things don't come out my mouth. I don't talk. But how you living? And that's the key. How are you living? There you go. How are you living? That is truly the key. So you got to have a rebirth. We all know that. There needs to be a rebirth. Uh, you have to change your behavior because you can't uh, be hypocritical in your actions and hypocritical in the things that you uh, think that are good and fine and they are not. Uh, but the last thing I want to tell you about, in addition to being reborn, uh, being born again, in addition to having your behavior change, because there needs to be a change, there needs to be a transformation in your attitude and in your everyday life. But what are you about at this point? In other words, uh, what about the business? Okay, we've talked about rebirth. We've talked about your behavior. Now let's talk about the business. When you get saved, when you ask God to forgive you of your sins, well, do does God want you to just sit there and do nothing? Do you just play, well, I'm safe now. I'm safe. I've asked God to forgive me. And all I got to do now is come to church. All I got to do is join one or two activities and I'm all right. No, 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 no. You've got to be about the business of saving souls. You must be about the business of advancing the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Let's look at Luke 19 and 10. And if Jesus was about the business of this, then we need to be about the business of this. Luke 19 and 10 tells us this, for the son of man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Wow. So you mean to tell me, Brother Rudolph, that when I give my life to God, that I can't just play it safe and just come to church? Well, you can come to church, but uh, I don't think you need to just play it safe. In other words, you need to be involved in kingdom business. There are people that I know. I've been saved for 30 years. I've been saved for 40 years. I've been in this way for 50 years. Well, many of us, that's just what we've done. We've been in the way. We haven't done anything while we've been in this way. We've Locked just been everything. in somebody. <laughs> there you go. We've just been in somebody else's way. Well, when you accept the Lord as your Savior, it's time for you to go forth to give your testimony, to witness of what God has done for you. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, you've got to witness to somebody else. And sometimes that might mean that you have to tell of some of the things that you went through. Brother, I went through a drinking problem. And if the same God took the taste out of my mouth, he can do the same thing for you. I went through a drug problem. You know, this is what you have to say to people because people people like real people. They want individuals who have gone through what they've gone through. If you've been saved all your life, if you've been around the church all of your life, there's very little that you can tell certain people because they cannot relate to that experience. But when you've been a drunk, when you've been a dope addict, when you've had some issues in life and God brought you out of those things, 
you ought to be able to tell somebody, I went through what you're going through now. And if God could forgive me, I know he can forgive you. Matter of fact, brother, let's just pray about it. Because the same God that had mercy on me is the same God that can have mercy on you. And every time, God doesn't, he doesn't have respect of persons. Whatever he does for you, Mr. Speaker, he can do for me. So I just get excited when I hear of the testimonies that people, people have gone through some stuff. And because they're relating this experience to me and to others, somebody else will be touched. And to me, that's most important. So your birth, your, your, your rebirth, your behavior, your actions, but most importantly, you must be about the business of doing things to advance the kingdom, not to advance yourself, not to advance uh, your personal life, but to advance the kingdom. What have you done in the time that you have committed your life to God? What have you done in the time that you've been committed to the church and to the things of God? What have you done to advance the kingdom of God? Or are you just sitting there waiting to the rapture? Do you really want to make sure that God's kingdom is growing? I do. And so that's why every day I ask God, Lord, put me in the place where I can be a blessing to somebody else. Because I need to be a blessing. I need to be a blessing in order for me uh, to go to heaven. I don't want to just sit on the fact that God has forgiven me of my sins. Let me do something to help somebody else along the way. Amen with that, Bishop. While you were talking, I was thinking of that song, Jesus is Real. And by us being about our father's business and you were talking about sharing your testimony, that is powerful because it shows the transformational power of the gospel and the Holy Spirit. Because he said, look, God changed me. And when you said we must be about our, our father's business, I always tell people activity brings results. And so we have exactly. to get to a place to where we're not sitting on the pews, but we're getting up to do Bishop. Exactly. We need to be about the business of the kingdom. What can I do today to advance the kingdom of God? You say, well, I'm not a preacher. You don't have to be a preacher to advance the kingdom of God. I'm not a missionary. You don't have to be a missionary to advance the kingdom of God. You don't have to be a bishop or a supervisor or some great leader in the church to advance the kingdom of God. Sometimes we don't need those titles to advance God's kingdom. Sometimes what we need is just a testimony that I was down in the dumps and God lifted me up. He had to reach way down, but he pulled me out of the muck and the mire. He gave me a second chance. Sometimes they just need to hear the testimony that God gave you a second chance because if he did it for you, he can do it for me. And that's what people must come to a point and realize, Bishop, that everybody's not going to hear the preacher. Everybody's not going to hear the bishop. But God saved you for a person because there are people that you can reach that I will never be able to reach because of the power of your testimony. Exactly. You may not be able to reach them, your personality. You may not be able to relate to them, but somebody can. Somebody can relate to them. And somebody could bring them in to Jesus Christ. It's just vitally important for us to be active and for us to be productive in advancing the kingdom of God. I'm excited. I, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, if you call yourself a Christian, you have to be born again. If you call yourself a Christian, then your attitude needs to change. 
your your whole demeanor needs to change. And if you call yourself being a Christian, what business are you about? Are you about the business of the kingdom? And that, quite frankly, is what I want to be about, brothers and sisters. I want to be about the business of God's kingdom. I'm excited about this, Mr. Speaker. This is a, a powerful lesson, and I'm glad that people are listening across the country and around the world to this on point today. Most definitely. And as I look at that and I hear you talk again, Bishop, all of those things are about active, um, being alive. I mean, being born again, that's an active transformational process. Your daily behavior, that's doing something every day and doing what about the business. It's all about being active. And Jesus told us, go. <laughs> he didn't say sit. He said, go. Go. Bishop, that is powerful. And that's what we have to come to the point to realize we are created unto good works. And I like the way you just make it so plain, so simple, and you keep it so real. Well, I hope and pray that that touches somebody. And just just a brief uh, synopsis or summary of all of this. Uh, if you look at Ephesians, the second chapter, verses eight through nine, the Bible just tells us that it's by grace through faith in Jesus Christ that one becomes a Christian grace through faith. We are to emulate Christ each and every day. We need to love each other. We need to love the world. We need to love God. Um, we don't love the, 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 the things that the world offers to us, but we have to love the people in the world. Uh, they have to know that they're loved and that Christ will provide for them. And we just need to conduct ourselves in a manner worthy of what we say we are. We're Christians. We need to conduct ourselves in a manner worthy of being Christians, according to Philippians 1 and 27. And then lastly, we just need to be about the business of a father. Uh, Jesus Christ himself said when he was 12 years old and he was left in the temple, uh, when his parents had uh, left him and he was about the business of his father, he said, didn't you know uh, that I had to be about the business of my father? In so many words, that's what he was saying. And so we need to be about the business of Jesus Christ. We've got to reach people through the word. We have to make sure that they are baptized and, and we have to make disciples. That's what, that's what uh, the Bible tells us. Make disciples of people in the faith, according to Matthew 28. Make disciples, make disciples. And that is so vitally a precious a part of uh, this lesson on today. So. I, I'm just glad for grace. I'm glad for mercy. And I'm glad God has given me a second chance. And I hope and pray that the word that I minister helps people to realize that God will give them another opportunity to do what's right. Always. Always. And I truly thank you for this teaching on today, Bishop. It was truly powerful letting us know that we must be born again. It's all about our behavior and about the business. Pray for us today, Bishop that we will be about our Father's business as you close us out today. Father, we thank you for this opportunity just to minister a word to your people. God, help us to be about the business, the business of the kingdom. Lord, help us to advance the business of the kingdom. God, I ask now that you would forgive us of all of our sins, forgive us of all of our wrongdoings, and help us to do what it is that you want us to do. Forgive us, Lord, and help us. Give us another chance. 
Now, God, I also pray just a special prayer. I feel this, the need to, to pray. There are people that are going through some things right now. They're saved. They're committed to you. Uh, they have a lifestyle that is most important and, and a lifestyle that you have blessed them to have. And, and they're doing what you want them to do. But God, they just there are a lot of people out there that need help. A lot of people who are depressed. A lot of people who are down and out. Yes. A lot of people uh, who are... Um, they, they've lost loved ones and they need some, uh, some comforting right now. God, I ask that you would comfort families everywhere. Lord, church members, people who are committed to you, if they are down, help them. God, lift them up, comfort them during a time of crisis. And Lord, we'll, we'll forever thank you for it and we'll forever praise you for it. Now help us, God, to be about the business of the kingdom, no matter what comes our way. Help yes. us to be about Help the Lord. business of the kingdom. We rebuke the enemy, Father, at yes, all Lord. levels, yes, by Lord. the power and by the authority that you have given to us. We rebuke anything that's not like you. And God, we ask that yes. you would help us. We ask that you would guide us. We ask that you would be here with us in all manner and at all times. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Speaker, and thank all of you for listening on today. And I hope that you would look forward to the next uh, version of the next uh, episode of On Point uh, in the future. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. You are so welcome, Bishop. And I thank you for the opportunity to facilitate your podcast. I want to thank everyone for listening today to On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph. On Point, keeping you focused in the right direction.